Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas, baby, yeah, let's see what we have in the mailbag here. Hi Jocelyn, my name is Alicia, I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania, I'm 44 years old, and I am very regretful right now. I signed up with a dating site about a month ago, met a handsome guy that I really liked, And it's been a long time since I've had sex. At least several years since my divorce. I guess I let my libido get the best of me and I decided to go all the way with this gentleman. I noticed some discomfort a few days after we had sex. I went to the doctor and found out that I have herpes. I'm devastated. In some ways, I think my life is over. I've started seeing a counselor. I'm trying to get it together. My God, this is the last thing I needed. I just got through a horrible divorce. Got free from a horrible marriage, only now to get a horrible condition bestowed on me. Please pray for me. Alicia. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Alicia, life isn't over by no stretch. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you some toxic positivity like some of these people do. You know what they tell you something like, well, it could be worse. It's always could be worse. Toxic positivity. But here's the thing, my dear. Two things that would have to happen. You'd have to take care of yourself, first of all. Mental and emotional health. If you have children, they're going to need your support. They're going to support you. The next thing that you'll probably need to do with this Inform yourself more about the condition. Educate yourself more. It's good that you went to a counselor to start taking care of the emotional and psychological side of things. Now, I don't know. In some states, um, if somebody transferred an STD knowingly, in some states you could actually be held criminally for that, depending on the state and the condition. And the circumstances. Um, 
damn. The only thing I can tell you is it's not open. It limits you. I'll give you an example. I'm limited now because of my vision, right? As far as the people that would even date me, right? Now, with that, let me tell you some of the downsides to telling the truth on dating apps. And this is why people lie so much on them. I guarantee if I didn't tell any of the women that I was legally blind on my dating profile, oh, they would approach everything differently. Being that I told the truth on my profile about me being visually impaired, legally blind, guess what happens? Oh, I get more left swipes than a little bit, which I expected. I'd have been surprised if it worked the other way. But this is normal. Now, what does this also mean? This also means that people that may perceive themselves as better off than me will feel entitled to come in and assume that I would be desperate to have a relationship with them. And so what happens sometimes, there's a perception that you're going to drop your boundaries, your morals, and your standards because after all, nobody wants you. That's the perception. Oh, I've had some doozies. Tell you about the lady that African-American lady, 50, I think she was 53 years old. You're going to go blind and you'll never be able to see again and nobody's going to take care of you and I'm not wiping your ass. Some kind of introduction, huh? I wouldn't trust that. You know, I would trust a king cobra before I trust her. This is one of the reasons why I don't have racial allegiance. This is one of the reasons why I don't have philosophical allegiance. Because just because somebody has the same paint job you do, doesn't mean that they have the same agenda that's going to work to your benefit. Now, this is a problem. And this is going to be a challenge for you, ma'am. You're going to still attract a lot of men. But then again, as soon as they find out, many of them are going to thin out. And another thing to keep mindful of, uh, some of them are not going to sleep with you. And those who will, they're going to have conditions. They're going to be guys that just want head from you or anal from you only. Or they may not want to sleep with you altogether, may want a hand job or something like that. You're going to have to go through all of those people. I mean, weed them out in order to find someone who's genuinely into you. Now, they do have uh, dating sites for people with, you know, herpes and different um, sexually transmitted diseases. Now, the only thing that I find with uh, people that go to these sites that are specifically for 
conditions such as disabled people like I went on the one where um, people that were legally blind a lot of those situations are not palatable because what happens they have family members that aren't going to let anybody in can't tell you how many of uh, there was a couple of ladies I saw in there chatted with them and they were like well my daughter won't let me or my son won't let me and I'm like oh no I'm not dealing with that shit either it's like they're POW in their own family you don't want to be that lady so what I would state to you is to still assert your independence Okay, you have a condition that you have to now manage. Big deal. That doesn't have to control the rest of your life. You can still live your life with this and have a full life. So what does this mean for you? Your standards, you're going to have to stick by them. And so they're going to have to respect you in the sense that when you talk to them and tell them and inform them of what's going on with you, that they'll understand it and and know how to deal with it. Now, the other thing you're going to have to understand too is this. Everybody's not entitled to you anymore. You now have to actually close the floodgates and be very selective about the people in your life. Very safe. Now, one word to the wise. If you're still embarrassed about the condition that you have, you may start wondering looking at dating people outside of your area. Please let them know, you know, what's going on with you before you get intimate, but before you get too involved. A lot of you folks will wait until the last damn minute and tell somebody the truth about you that would have given them the capacity to make a decision early on that could have impacted the relationship in a positive or a negative way, but they would at least have the option. Because see, one thing that I do is this. When that second shoe drops and you haven't told me the truth within our first two interactions about what's really going on with you, and I've leveled with you in the beginning, We'll be friends. We'll never be a couple. It's never going to happen. Because here is the thing. If you get with a person like that, and if they hold back on things of that nature that's going to affect the relationship, they're going to hold back on other shit in the relationship that may have a poor heavier cost if not disclosed. So you have to be very careful, fellas, about that. Because there's some that just won't say shit. You know, that one lady that I was looking at on court TV and 
sadly what had happened, she was still married. She didn't tell the guy that she was with that. They had plans for the future to be together. But she had an, oh, by the way, uh, we need to do one more other thing here. And that, oh, by the way, we need to do one more other thing here was, we got to kill my husband <laughs> before we could be together. Well, they would have given him a choice to say, you know what? Ma'am, I don't want to help you kill your husband. Let me get out of this shit. But of course, people won't disclose stuff like that, right? So what does she do? She has sex with him. And then she's persuading him that way. And his dumb ass fell for it. Well, shit hit the fan. He got locked up. And they finally gave her some time. She got less time than the guy who committed the crime and killed her husband. I think she only got six years. She'd be out in probably three. And the other guy got a life sentence. Fellas. Ask for full disclosure. If they start talking about something that catches your ear, have them expound on it so you understand what it is. And I will tell you guys something else too. Some women admire men that are paying child support. So don't think just because you're paying child support no woman wants you. There are women out there that admire a man who's doing that sticking by his responsibilities that gives you an attaboy the only thing I would tell you is just watch it because if she has kids mm, that might be a thing where you uh, may be volunteering for something that you may not be ready for it's up to you though But these are the things that we contend with. We'll talk more in a moment. Have you ever heard one of them stories that makes you say, Oh, that's fucked up. Well, sit down, my friend. It's story time. In 2013, a pig in Australia stole 18 beers from a campsite, got drunk, and then tried to fight a cow.
Hey everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. Hope everybody's keeping it real and doing well for themselves. Look, folks, um, one of the things we need to discuss today is about weddings. Now, why are we going there? Because Romantic Truth talks about all things pertaining to relationships. Now, here's the interesting thing about weddings. Statistically, they're on the decline. People are spending less money on weddings these days. They're limiting the number of people that will be in attendance of them. They're doing away with dissenters more. So it's not a situation where they would even have in their vows about, is there anyone else that won't approve of this union or whatever? You don't have that anymore in many of the vows. They just want to get married. A lot of people go into the justice of the peace to do it. And the reason being is that a lot of people, especially the Gen Z group, they're over the pump circumstance and bullshit. They're over that. They're done with the pageantry. As I told you before, you started seeing the decline in decadence with the Gen Y generation. They were the ones that said, you know, we don't need all this shit. And it was carried on by the Gen Z. And this is what has materialized over the period of time. You know, you even look at the status symbols of the past. Cadillac, Rolls Royce, Mercedes, automobiles. Now they pretty much all look the same. They're all kind of like uh, marginalized for the most part. And the way you tell the difference between them now is basically the interior of the car and the performance of it and the name that's on it. But what has happened? Things have become more normalized now. Lamborghini used to be something that was in the far reaches of society to attain. Now Lamborghinis are pretty much everywhere. Same thing with Rolls Royce. Used to be a big thing. See a Rolls that was special. They used to have to send their mechanics around the world to work on those vehicles. Now, Everything has become accessible that used to be very prestigious. And so what has happened now, it has kind of made everything kind of uh, accessible and normalized. Now, this means that with weddings now, being that many of them are watered down they're not spending all that stupid money they used to in order to satisfy everybody. Instead, they're taking that money and they're putting it to good use, such as trying to figure out where they're going to live, relocation costs. There was one couple that wrote in, they're getting ready to get married. They're getting married in Mexico. And then they're going to fly out and they're going to move to Vietnam to live. American couple. And what they decided to do was cash out their 401ks, pay the penalty and everything, and do it. Because the way they looked at it, they didn't want to go and throw all that money into a house and then struggle to pay it off. People are becoming more innovative now and more creative. There's another couple that I was reading about recently. They decided to take a bread truck and made it their home. 
and they both work remotely from the bread truck. They have a shower, bed, and everything in it. Because the one thing they didn't want to do was struggle. And they said this is the only way they could have money in the bank. They have a surplus by doing this. When they were apart from each other before they married, and they were trying to hold down two different households, it was expensive. Even when they tried moving in together, it didn't work. So as couples, you're going to have to find out what strategy is the best for you. And one thing that I will say to you is this. You will need to look at certain things such as, believe it or not, budgets. When you first start out, let me tell you, one of the monumental costs that's going to face you in a relationship leading to a marriage it's going to be the cost of the ring and the cost of the wedding. Yes, you want to celebrate and have a wonderful time. Yes, you want to acknowledge your woman with a nice ring on her finger. Fellas, let me tell you something. If she gets mad at you because you went out and spent $5,000 on the ring and she would have settled for a cubic zirconian ring, one thing that I will tell you, you got a good woman. Don't let your ego lead you in the wrong direction. The reason why I say that is because she's thinking beyond the scope of the obvious. You're going to always find women that want status and want prominence and want to be recognized and seen. The object of it is, is to find that attractive woman that doesn't want that, but is practical. That's the woman you want. You don't want the one with the associated costs. You know how women go and get knockoff purses in order to feel like they have arrived? In other words, you want that knockoff fine-ass woman. You want the fine woman without all the bougie-ass attitude and accoutrements that go with it. You don't want the original. Why don't you want the original? Well, let's face it, it's not practical and worth the investment. Many of you guys are not wealthy enough to satisfy these women's desires. And see, just because you spend a lot of money on a woman, that means she's a quality woman. That means that she just may have expensive requirements or taste. It doesn't have anything to do with the quality of her or the caliber of the woman. Because you can still get somebody and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on them and they still not about shit. And that's money you wasted. This is the reason why, fellas, I tell you, limit your resources until you get to know her. Starting out with that 40 bucks on that first cheap date. If she doesn't want to go on it, fuck her. You don't need her. She needed you to take her on that date more than you needed to take her on that date. Remember that. Oh, you only carry me to Applebee's? Oh, you're only carrying me to Starbucks? Oh, you're only carrying me... You know what? Yeah, that's right, because your poor, broke ass wants something more. Find you a benefactor that will take care of your ass. That's what you have to tell. 
That's not for you. Because if you went out and you spent two to three hundred dollars on every woman that came your way that said that she was special and worth it, you'd be fucking broke. And still lonely, of course. I told you about that dumbass thing I did when I went on a date that time. Miscalculating my ass off. Thinking the date was going to be five hours and I only had to work five hours, so therefore I was looking at it through false economy. Not realizing that five hour day cost me 15 hours of work. When you include the deductions and everything else. And that date didn't amount to shit. And I'm sitting there $180 that were wasted that I could have spent on a woman that wouldn't even require that much of me and I would have had a better experience which I learned on my next date with another woman. We only spent $30 on that date. 30 damn dollars. I had more fun, better quality, a decent relationship to follow And our second date, I spent way more money on her. But she was worth it. This is why I tell you guys, spending big bucks on a woman to impress her is not the answer. And she's gonna stroke your ego because you're paying dumbass. So she's gonna say everything you wanna hear. Cause you're probably the first person taking, them to a, taking her to a five-star restaurant. You're probably the first person taking her to a place that she had always wanted to go but never thought she could afford. So she's patting your dumb ass on the head. There was a lady that I knew of and we were kind of close from time to time. Never had sex or were intimate. But she was a hustler. And we got to talking one night. We were at the bar. And she told me straight up. She's like, you're not my type. And I know I'm not your type. So I see the kind of women you talk to. I wouldn't fall in that category. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. I said, but, you know, we could still probably be friends. She was like, yeah. And she said, you know, you probably don't like a woman like me because I like using men. I love using men. And I asked her why. And she said, well, my mom taught me how to do that. My mom coached me on how to use men because she was in a messed up relationship with my father. And so she groomed me to be the person she would have liked to have been. I was like, wow, damn, that's deep. And she told me about all the things she used to do with me and how she would stroke that ego, making them feel better than they really are, putting them in a place mentally where nobody else would. And then after it was all over with, taking what she needed from them, and leaving them there to fall on their own self. And she's always telling me, she said, one thing you gotta remember about people, 
At the core, many of them are empty inside if they don't know who they are. Because she was that same way. And her mom filled her with something that she didn't have before, and that was confidence. Even though it was her mother's confidence, she filled her with it. And then what she started to observe, as her mom told her, was the emptiness in other men, where they would have to go into their wallets and spend money in order to act like they're somebody or to be somebody. And her mother coached her and told her, that's a weakness in men. And you can take advantage of that weakness. Oh, and she did. Every week, this woman had another man on her arm. Just like she was changing underwear. And she scratched me up. She said, I know you think I slept with all the men. She said, I ain't sleep with any of them. She says, because I know how to get them to a point and then pull it back. She was good at what she did. Fellas, you'll run across women like these. Now, will you run across every woman like that? Hell no. Because some of the people that I met that were kind of absurd, in some cases, it took years to meet these people. In other cases, it was like I would meet one after the other, and then all of a sudden, it'd be a dry spell. I wouldn't meet anybody that was absurd, and everybody was normal. It happens. It happens. Now, when it comes to weddings, certain things we have to look at as well. People feel slighted if they're not invited. I always remember that. And as I told you, before, there are some people that will have a communal reception and a familial or private reception. So they may have a reception right after the nuptials where they'll go have dinner, an intimate gathering with family and friends, and then have a broader communal reception at like a dance hall or somewhere where everything is kind of minimized. In other words, these people were not invited to the wedding, but they were invited to the communal reception, which means that the communal reception, you don't have to have full course meals. You could have maybe snacks, finger sandwiches, champagne, cookies instead of cake, maybe cake, but where you are doing it on a budget. Others may want to go out and have a wonderful time and let everybody know that, hey, the world stops with us. It all depends on how you want to approach it. Now, the other thing to keep in mind too is this, where are you going to live after the wedding? I have literally seen couples plan these big-ass weddings, go into debt 
for the wedding and not have a place to stay after it's over with. Because they made some assumptions. And some of those assumptions didn't work out so well. Such as the assumption that they would still have money left over to figure it out later. The assumption that mom and dad were going to allow them to come back into their home. The assumption that the house was going to close so that they can go on and get the keys in time. Be very careful with your assumptions because sometimes they don't work out so well. You know, it's really sad. Um, I was reading about the story in South Carolina where the lady had just got married and was in the golf cart and this drunk fool comes down the street and hits the golf cart and kills him. Just got married. Just got married. I hate to say it, folks, but in many ways, you got to actually take another level of uh, protection. Like the couple that was in the helicopter that took off down there in Texas after the wedding and the helicopter crashed before they got to the rendezvous point. The couple that fell off the dock that time couldn't find a bride. Minimize your risk, folks, when it's your day, ladies. Ladies, when it's your wedding day, don't, don't get adventurous. Just do something simple so that you can enjoy your marriage. And I know we say, oh yeah, that's a one-off. But what if that one-off is your one-off? Then what? What you gonna do, say some bullshit thing like, oh, he died doing what he loved. I guarantee if he was alive, he wouldn't do what he loved in order to keep on living. Now, another thing we have to realize too, if you get into a relationship that leads to marriage in this day and age, nine times out of, out of 10, that person is definitely serious about you without a doubt, which means that the penalty for cheating, infidelity or anything like that is much higher. And the reason being is that it's very rare now for people to marry, unlike in the past. In the past, it was mainly social guilt that drove you together. Huh? Before you could sleep together, you got to be married. The girl had to be married before she had the baby in order to not make it look like she was a loose woman and they were having sex because see, the thing you have to realize is that many of the people that you wouldn't want to fuck anyway were the people that were telling you that you didn't need to fuck until you were married. Ain't that kind of funny? So 
in essence, what this meant overall was that you got a little bit too ahead of yourself. Meaning that maybe that type of arrangement wasn't for you. But you got to consider the age of these people that were married. Some of these girls will be 12 and 14 years old, married 40-year-old men and shit like that back in the day. Absurd. By the time the woman's 28, she had like five kids and no life. But see, it was back then where women didn't know what they were missing out on in life. Their years of development, their contributions they could make they were ignorant of those things. And so what has to happen in relationships today, you have to be acknowledged. You have to be accepted. Now, one thing I asked an ex-girlfriend of mine years ago, and I was serious about this because we had been dating a while. I said, don't you get tired of the same dick? And she said, no, because it's your dick and I love you. And then she reversed the question, what about you and me? And I said, you know, here's the thing. I don't mind as far as sex with you. I said, it's great. I like the fit. And that's what makes me not want to quit. <laughs> but see, I think what it comes down to with some people, it's like they would prefer a variety of people as opposed to one static type. This is when you see a lot of people dating a lot. Hell, I used to do it a lot. And then after a while, you start to know different, notice different things. My baby. First time I had seen a woman with a purple vagina. And some of them were different colors of brown and orange. And pink, of course. And it depended on what part of the world they were in depended on DNA and genetics. That's right, folks, ladies, you got purple pussy power out there too, just like you have pink pussy power. Nothing's wrong with that. That was kind of unique. But here's the thing also. There are some people that can comport themselves. And once they're genuinely happy with that person, they can find comfort in making love only to them. Men and women can do this. But for some people, it's very difficult. They are not wired that way where they could be with the same person. And this is how some of you get in trouble when you ask for a commitment from certain people that cannot really measure up to that commitment. 
No matter how you badger them, it's beyond the scope of their capacity. They cannot do it. They just don't have it in them. We'll talk more in just a moment. All right, there are certain things that we need to look at uh, in preparation for a wedding. One, let's start with the ring. You guys might want to have a discussion on what type of ring you want. It's going to dictate a lot of other expenses. Fellas, keep in mind, the more expensive she wants the ring to be, the less she is concerned about how you guys are going to make it in the future. Please remember that. Unless you can genuinely afford it, and she's got you straining a gut and a nut in order to pay for it, please understand that's what you're going to be signing up for for the rest of your relationship. You're going to be chasing a carrot, trying to always please, and the, and the shit's going to just get out of here. Let's carry on. All right, the next thing. Who's going to pay for the wedding? Please get that clear and upfront. If you and your partner are going to finance it, that will be the best solution. If you let a parent do it on either side or parents do it, it can easily become their event instead of your own as a couple. Some parents will do this to deliberately get you in the hole so they can have more influence on your relationship and how it should progress. You have to watch that. The gentleman from Your Belinda who had written in about the situation that he found himself in. He and his fiance got married and his mother-in-law told him not to worry about a thing. She had purchased a home for them as their wedding gift, even though they had saved up money to buy a home, she thought that she would be benevolent and give them one. What they didn't realize was that she had designed the home from the ground up for her specifications. This color scheme in the house, hers. The way the rooms were laid out, her idea. So basically the bride and the groom had no say. And they wound up staying in her house. And of course, what she leveraged against her daughter, who was the bride, was that if he was any kind of man, he would have provided you a home. And of course, her loyalty to her mother outweighed her sentiments towards her husband. This happens a lot when they're in that immature phase of having to let go of the family and cling on to your spouse. Yeah. Now, what eventually happened, the mother didn't have respect for this gentleman. And of course, it unfortunately went down to where eventually his wife lost respect for him because she wanted to definitely be in lockstep with her mom. 
mom didn't view him as a man, so therefore her daughter didn't either. Fellas, you're gonna have to watch this. Now, when it comes down to uh, guest registries and that kind of thing, when it comes down to gifts, please have it organized and structured for your own benefit. And understand too, there are some people that will give you gifts during your wedding as leverage and influence in the future. So be careful on that. Just saying. Rare, but it does happen. Have a plan for your house. I always tell people to look at having a plan for your housing before a plan for your rain. Because as long as you got division on where you're going to stay, it makes it much easier. There have been couples I've known that have gone on honeymoons and they're worried about where they were going to stay after they got back home. I have seen it happen. And I've seen a couple of them wind up living off the streets for years. And that's something that I don't quite get as a concept. You have these women that have a requirement for a man to measure up and man up and have all these resources. And yet some of you very ladies are on the street with men that are homeless like you are. And you're okay with it. And I mean, you're not some ugly, you know, nasty, dirty woman. A lot of you wear makeup and really have your shit together. You just don't have a place to stay. But you don't hold that man that you're homeless with to the same requirement as you would a guy that you would meet that's not him. You know, it's like the ghetto logic of the girl will fuck the broke dude, but the dude that has a job he has, she has standards for him to me. Hypocrisy. Makes no damn sense. Makes no sense. Now, a couple of things, fellas. A lot of you may go to weddings in order to look up women. Nothing's wrong with that. The only thing is, understand that a lot of the women that are there, they have that event in their head as to say, me next on my wedding day. So understand they got a vision towards marriage. And so what are they gonna talk about usually at the reception? How beautiful the wedding is, how beautiful everybody looks. And the next thing she's going to do is to turn it around and say, this is what I would like at my wedding. And she's grooming your ass at that point. 
because she may be ready within a short period of time take on a serious commitment with you. You may not be ready for that shit. You may be like, hold on. <laughs> but she's like, uh, now we need to bring it forward. We need to go on and do what we need to do. Or what she needs to do, I should say. Now, a couple other things that you will have to look at. Um, you're going to have to pay the guy that marries you, usually the pastor, the priest. Got to pay for the venue. I forget how much the food is going to be per person. And like I said, you could have the uh, two-tier reception. You could try that. The other thing that you will need to um, look at as well is this. What changes were you expecting to happen in your relationship since you got married? What was the catalyst of change you were expecting? If you married this person under pretense that things were gonna get better, you had some kind of issue to resolve or something like that, you shot yourself in the foot. You're a dumbass. Because nothing's gonna change. Now, what you will probably see in some cases is a revelation of the way the person was that you didn't know about when they're put in different circumstances. So for instance, that person was a whole different person when you were dating them. Now that you've married them, they're probably letting their hair down. Uh, they're talking to you a different, in a different way. They're treating you differently. All this shit is happening. And you're like, wait a minute, that shit didn't happen when we were dating. Well, what the fuck? Some people actually have a trigger when it comes down to advancements in relationships or when stress is increased because of something like marriage. Some people go into defensive posture where they are going to go and say, okay, just because we're married, this doesn't entitle you to this, that, and the other. And they reassert themselves. So it depends on the person. So you might have to be kind of vigilant on that if you notice any changes, drastic changes. I know I did when I got married. Because my ex was swinging it around hyphenating her last name like it was very popular back then. Not that I had an issue with it, but what I saw was happening was I saw a change in her where it became a little bit more of a prestige thing than anything else. So your partner is going to change in some ways. They're not going to stay the same because this is a social promotion for some of them. We'll talk more in a moment.
We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.